0: In this episode I'd like to share with you my experience of a clearing where I was witness to an incredible young woman who was both a victim and a caretaker for her perpetrator. There was a family in New Hampshire that had renovated their home and turned it into a spiritual center. The home was absolutely stunning. The center was inside their home. They had these rambling, beautiful gardens, big, huge barn, and they were doing amazing work. They were doing sound sessions, meditation groups. It was really uplifting and an incredible place for the community. I had attended a few events there myself and absolutely loved the vibe Loved the energy. Well, they ran into a little bit of a snafu when a spirit became stuck on their property. They struggled with clearing it and they called in the ghost hunting team that I had been working with at the time. So the team packed up all of our bags, headed on out there to do a ghost hunting investigation with two things in mind, as this team always did. Number one, to collect evidence, and number two, to let Bo clear the property (laughs) so that the homeowners could have a clear property and the spirits that were stuck could cross over and go home. It was a great ghost hunting team. So we get there, and I partnered up with my favorite teammate, uh, cameraman, and he was awesome. And we decided to walk around. Now, this happened a long time or years ago. And so I struggle remembering where I communicated with each spirit, but I can tell you the flow of how the communication went, what was said, and what was uncovered, because it was fascinating. This was one of those sessions that I didn't see it coming, it was completely new, and I walked away from it having learned that. It is absolutely vital to go into every spiritual clearing situation with a fresh set of eyes and uh, a fresh perspective because they're not cookie cutter, you know, going in and doing it the same way every single time, you're going to miss something. And earlier uh, people had gone in and tried to clear most likely in that standard way and while they did great work and they moved the clearing forward, they weren't able to complete it. So they called in the ghost hunting team and myself to clear the property and me and the teammate started to walk around. The first spirit I ran into was a male. He was older. I want to say probably if I'm, I have to go by looks because I didn't have a direct conversation with them. Hey, how old are you? Uh, I have to go by looks. I remember him being, um, Really, kind of torn up and beat up, but he looked like he was probably in his late 50s, early 60s. And it became clear very quickly that he was struggling from serious confusion and really struggling with the reality of what was happening to him, what what was going on. And when I would get close to him, he would lash out at me out of anger. And another thing became very clear he was a perpetrator when he was alive. So the violence, the anger, the, the, the distinct feeling that if i you know, allow the spirit to get too close, he could, you know, affect me in a really negative way. And that told me that he had done some harm in life as well. When I brought that suggestion up, you know, I, do you remember what you did? I don't want to talk about it. I mean, it was, he was closed and, um, frightened and lashing out as a result of it and elusive very elusive. There was one conversation that I got out of him that really started the ball rolling on understanding what was going on in this property. And that conversation was something about a railroad track, you know, something about a train coming in, something about his dad arriving and he was supposed to wait there for his dad. And I believe his dad never arrived. It was this very strong feeling of abandonment. I was partially watching this vision unfold from this male spirit and partially feeling it and kind of making my way through the energy to try to understand it. So what I came to understand in the beginning, the very, the the beginning of this investigation slash clearing was that this male was stuck. He was a perpetrator. He had done harm. He was very confused and none of my go-to clearing methods were working. I, I tried, tried all of them and I even, you know, turned to my guide finally and said, okay, is there a new technique or something else that I'm supposed to do? And my guide said, just hold on and continue to walk the property. So I listened to him. I guess I thought, you know, I interacted with this male and I should clear him right away. But my guide said, no, continue walking the property. And I did came into, I think this was happened in the living room of the, in one of the main first floor rooms of the house and i came across a female and a young boy now the female had to be early 20s and the young boy had to be something like seven or eight years old just to kind of give you that picture and the female was very protective of this boy so the human in me (laughs) said I wonder if the boy was the victim or you know or or if she was I was starting to ask the questions and I had to stop asking questions because when you ask questions they can get in the way your left brain starts to run rampant had to stop asking questions get centered again focus in and just allow any information to come along and when I inquired with this female spirit are you connected to the male it was very clear to me that She had been hurt by him because I could see the fear. I could see her pull back. I could see her, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get in a protective stance, like don't get me near that male. And then she would pull the boy in closer to her, like she was protecting him from him as well. And I could see her taking care of him. There was a moment where I watched her. She was out in the gardens and she was comforting the young boy. I thought that was very beautiful. And I went to go clear her as well. And she said, I can't go yet. I can't go yet. I can't go yet. So I held on to that and said, all right, uh, not yet. She said the word yet. We're good. I'm going to keep walking around a little bit and try to figure out what's going on. Came across, uh, you know, more open fields. And I remember turning and seeing the boy approach me and he said, my dad didn't show up. My dad didn't show up. And I could see the railroad tracks again this time. I was in, I believe we were back in the barn. And when I said that out loud, my camera partner, who's very intuitive, he was the first one to put it together. He said, I think that the older male and the younger male are the same person. That's the same story. Now the story was told just slightly differently from the older male to when the younger boy was telling me it. But when my partner said that I went, Whew, and everything, you know, those goosebumps that run through you from head to toe. That happened. Everything became clear. And I knew I did check in with my guides, which I love to do. Is this what's going on? Is the older male the young boy as well? Are they the same soul? And they said, yes, yes, yes. And we were standing there. I, I took a minute because it was a big aha. This is the first time I had ever experienced a soul that was showing up in two forms, you know, the older version and the younger version, it was almost like they were split. And so I pulled all of their energy into the room that we were in. And once I got the older male closer to the younger boy, what was also interesting is that my intent to pull them together in order to cross them over so they could go home, I witnessed the female for the first time release the boy, knowing it was almost as if she knew what I was doing and that this was the only moment that it was safe for that little boy to be released from her arms. And so I was stunned by that because like I said, I couldn't really, you know, get them too far apart. And she was watching over him quite a bit. So she released him, the young boy came into the room, the older male was there and they just melded together in front of me with my my intent and my partner's intent even to say, it's okay, you you can come together and, and become whole again. And that's exactly what happened. And once that happened, it was very easy for that soul to cross over. It was as if the two parts of him needed to come back together in order to cross over. And that's exactly what happened. And what I was left with was the female. And she hadn't crossed over quite yet. She waited for both of them to go. And I locked eyes with her. She was very visual. She came through very solid for me, probably like 50% solid. And I remember locking eyes with her and having this knowing. It just sunk in. Like I, I just know that at some point, this male split into two his young version somehow split away from him and this woman who by the way was a victim of the adult male wrapped her arms around this little boy who had been hurting because his dad never showed up this little boy had been hurting and she wrapped her arms around him to comfort him i was moved to tears in spirit form in chaos in the in-between, stuck, a soul, this woman, would care for the fearful younger version of her perpetrator. It was a moment of understanding the depth of what is possible for compassion and for humanity. I respect that she didn't want to be around the older male who was aggressive and his energy was really, really strong, but for her to care for that younger version, I just... I could talk about it for hours because it just, it hit me in the crevices of the heart that aren't hit very often. And I was very, very moved by it. And I remember saying to her, thank you. You didn't have to do that. And thank you. And she smiled and she crossed over and it became, I didn't cross her over. She crossed over and it became very clear also that she purposely stayed in this situation I'm, I'm assuming to watch over the boy. I didn't ask a lot of questions. I wasn't about to stop her from crossing over and be like, hold on, I have some more questions for you. I just witnessed her go and thought how beautiful that is that somebody could be that big of a person to love and still show compassion in this situation. So it was all done. We got done, packed up all of our equipment, headed home. And the the leader of the ghost hunting team had visited the owners of this property after the clearing. The clearing went really, really well. But what was interesting is that the owners mentioned to the leader, who he then turned around and told me the next day, that the person that had come in and done the tried to do the clearing before did pick up on this violent male. And she did everything she could do. She hoped that if she was able to regress the male down to his childhood, help him heal some of that, she would be able to cross this spirit over. So what a beautiful thing for this person to come in and do. And then that explained to me why the spirit was split into the adult form and his child form unfortunately that regression didn't work in that time probably because it was meant to have multiple people come in and work on this that does happen but what a beautiful thing for the person who came in before us to love this spirit also enough to be able to try to work with him psychologically regress him try to get him through this process and her love and doing that And the female spirit watching over the boy, it all ended up working out exactly as it should. So much love in a very gruesome, ugly situation through all of that, that love shone through. This is yet another powerful example that reminds us that goes through people too. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.